Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. a cup of coffee, and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews, Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. I closed my email with my list of all the things we were going to talk about today. Oh. So, you know, tec- technical difficulties with well, my, email. my email. I'm working, I'm working, oh, it's shit. loading. Are you seeing it load? It's loading. <laughs> So the, it's buffering. It's, bu- it's buffering. We're buffering, guys. My email is buffering. <laughs> good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning, Aurora. The claps are not for the uh, not for the email. not for the internet. Uh-huh. The internet today is not our friend. Oh man. The internet is hating. Between the keys, the key incident last week, and and the. On Friday the 13th, on, on no Friday less. the 13th, yeah. Did we no ever less. tell these people about that? Did we tell them about that? Well, um, let's, so I, let's intro. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. You are listening to Jeanette's playing on the Second Largest City's First Daily News podcast. But yeah, let's tell this story. Okay, so it was here's the, the time. It was Friday the 13th. It was not a dark and stormy night. It was Whitney bright Love, what's up? and sunny, and it was a beautiful Friday morning. There was a butterfly literally uh, floating. On the breeze. It was nice. It was charming. It was. And then we tried to get into the studio. I left our key <laughs> in the studio. We went and got coffee, came back, and we were then locked out. And right at the moment that I decided to, and it was looking like chaos because it, it was, was like. Looking, it was like five, ten minutes before It was like eight forty. It was like 7.47. It was not that much time. Yeah, it was because I remember I was thinking like. By 8.50, 8.50 was the crisis moment. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was like All 8.47-ish. Right, okay. It was not ideal, though. No, it was not. No. It was not. We were... Uh, we, and it, then you didn't have your phone. I didn't have my phone. And so I we don't gonna... have any contacts anymore for anyone who has a key to this place. So, I mean, I guess I do, but no one who was, like, on call and, like, ready to spring into action to let us in. It was looking like drastic measures were the only way to make sure that the news was going to come to the people. And, and, so, you, and so your host takes it his his lock picking. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that down. You pull the key out. I just, just started praying the, and shit. Like, oh, pull please. the, like, the, gym, the Slim Jim no, out. No, hold it down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Whitney Love, happy Friday. Victoria Halliburton is here. Good morning. But the moral of the story, so Nick, our, bu- we our brother. We did not break in. 
Our that, brother. Yes. Showed up out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. Because he, he's never around at 7.50 in the morning. Never. Never. But on this particular day. Because you don't have to start, you know. This particular uh, day. Until later. He just. He was just there. Yeah. He was like. He was like, yeah, I'm going to come back. And I left my hat here. Yeah. And I was like, thank God. It was like yeah. out of nowhere. He had just come back from the gym. Yeah. It was like, it was really yeah. It was, it was something he never does. Oh, yeah. On a Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that all worked we out. We did that shit. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, good morning, everybody. So we got a lot to talk about. Casildo Casey Cuevas, good morning to you, sir. Happy Friday to you as well. Friday vibes are on. Yeah, you know that. We got coffee. Correct. We have a, we have we a have- raspberry from bar oh with my almonds and Treadwell. That's really oh good. Oh, my God. The raspberry crumb thing. Yep. Holy moly. Census, redlining, gentrification, all of the nice, lighthearted topics that you want to hear Things. about. <laughs> On a friend. Who doesn't love a good, disempowering entire races of people to never gain wealth uh, yeah. and uh, live a life that they deserve uh, story uh, early on their Friday morning? Early. At 8.05 a.m.? At 8.05 a.m. All right, so Aurora keeps, or keeps, we keep our standing as the second largest city in Illinois, but we lost It's not, yeah. So, all right, so first of all, Aurora is the second, in case you didn't know, uh, which you did from listening to this podcast, which is the second largest city. Lisa Gopher's here. What is up? Daily podcast. Uh, Aurora is the second largest city uh, in Illinois. Uh, it's a it's a distant second, to right. say the least. It's a distant second. Uh, as far as Chicagoans are concerned, it's just a, once you go past Oak Park, it's just cornfields. So, Seriously, right? Um, I, when I head into the north side for this like is the boondocks, when it comes to yeah. So I, when I head into the north side uh, for classes and things like that that I take up there, uh, they look at me like I have packed up a camel and taken a journey across a desert to get to them. I'm Frog like, in a corner, he go. Right. I'm like, guys, it was. I mean, it was an hour and a half. I'm not saying it wasn't a crappy commute (laughs) but like it's not the sahara um but so we maintained our standing as the second largest uh city in illinois uh but we did lose population according to the census figures which were released last week uh on a more like granular level right we had like state and county numbers but now we're starting to get more into like census tract numbers chicano Um, times what's up yes See, that's it. Hold on. What? Who are we? That's the the thing with the, see, this is a little bit of urban, a little bit of like suburb here. Uh So I'm just going to randomly shout. Indeed. I am very, I am very suburban. Yeah. Have you noticed? Yeah. (laughs) In case that were not completely obvious. Yeah. So, um, uh, our, and apparently our our city is now more suburban than it was Mm -hmm. uh, 10 years ago. So our population dropped from, Official, the official count from 197,899 people in 2010. Um, we just couldn't find that last guy to just round up the number. We just couldn't, we just couldn't drag right. it down. Um, to 180,542. So a drop of uh, about 17,000 residents. So, like, that's uh, significant. Very it's not, significant. It's not quite 10%, but it's not that far off either. That's a, that's a pretty big drop. So, um, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Um, now, we're going to, well, well, I'll give the link to the folks too, but what is the reason <laughs> for that? Or are there many reasons? Well, that's the thing. Nobody knows. John <laughs> so, good morning to you, John. So uh, what's fascinating about this is, is it's, it's as much a um, a story about um, about trends and like real life things happening out in the world as mm-hmm. it is about data and uh, how well we can track these things, right? right. So. Um, the city uh, seems to be saying uh, that it may be the result of just a massive undercount. Um, so it's possible that, I mean, there was uh, 
there was a giant there was a pandemic going on right that right. made it tricky to count people um historically uh, aurora's population is um has a lot of uh immigrant recent immigrants this is kind of one of those first first stop cities if you have migrated here that makes it difficult to to find people um mm-hmm. and and talk to them and ask them who all lives in your house um, right that it's uh so it could be it could be the result of undercounting um it could be uh though that people are actually moving out it's possible i here's the thing now I did the census stuff and did the neighborhood mm-hmm. going. You've you've done the you were a census taker. You've oh done yeah, the census I was. Taking? Yeah, yeah, I was walking around doing. All it. right, okay. Let me tell you something. You civil service hero, you. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now that's not yeah. a job a lot of people want. It's like a hard job. No, I'm down. Like, yeah. I'm dedicated. I'm in there. I, yeah, but it is an important job. I right? have to tell you though that it is a hundred percent true that. Especially when they see a brother like me walking and everything like that. <laughs> Latino people just run in the house like I'm the police or something. Yeah. They just run right back in the Folks house. Folks aren't real, real stoked to not see a black really, man walk not up to really their door, have, huh? You know, not really, in t- or the rest of the team and all that. They, as soon as they see a brother coming, yeah. like you can knock With on the door. With a clipboard. You can hear Chihuahuas barking and Sabado Gigante playing. As soon as you knock, <laughs> on, as soon as you knock on the door, it's just. What are you doing showing up on Saturday night? Though, that's weird. That's Saturday morning, but that's you Saturday knew morning. it, though. Yeah. Sabado Gigante. Sabado Gigante. Is yeah. it the morning? Yeah, that's the morning that joint. Sabado Gigante is right in the morning. Um, turn it's like Buenos the Dias big, Aurora real quick up in here. It's like the big, <laughs> it's like the big variety. Yeah, show yep, the variety thing. show. Yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there is. I don't watch a lot of Sabado Gigante. There are but. a lot of uh, of Aurora residents who who do not participate in the census consistently. Sure. Now that is a uh, that's also baked into the proverbial cake there. Now that, but Time is 8-11. We should also say that that's not limited to even the undocumented community or it anything not. like it, that, not too. At all. Uh, it's also, you know, just anyone who doesn't want people all up in their business. So, which can be any... Would you answer the door if I knocked on it? Well, if it were you. Oh, yeah. good looking out. I appreciate sure. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I no, I, I typically answer the door. Sometimes it's it's real weird stuff. Sometimes, like you know, sometimes yeah. in a neighborhood you just get real weird stuff. Most of the time, they're just trying to sell you. Are you panels. willing to donate a kidney today? Like, yeah, or just like <laughs> I mean, we like I think our neighbors had someone randomly show up on their front porch and like bleeding, and it turned into like a whole thing. And they were calling the cops, and it was like a. Adelaide, I don't know. That's like, crazy. there's just sometimes it's just a vibrant, lively neighborhood, and sometimes like really weird stuff happens. All right, so here comes the <laughs> link to the article that we were uh, reading from here. Uh, that's in the chat for you guys uh, to check out at your leisure. Again, yes. we lost uh, a bunch of residents, but we still keep our standing as the second largest city now, in Illinois. And I did not want to so, change the name to like the third largest cities. For yeah, no, we weren't doing to, that. No, nah, no, nah, that's not happening. Suck it, Juliet. Right, exactly. <laughs> nobody wants to, no one wants to moving into your town either. Yeah. So, <laughs> Juliet. Juliet. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, no, it is also pot- possible, and we can wildly speculate, and we certainly encourage you to wildly speculate in the comments why it is that 10% of town would have would have hightailed it out of here. Yeah, but, definitely uh, share with us, you guys. And actually, speaking of which, um, Casey, Casey shared with us, actually. Mm-hmm. So Casey says that drop in population in Aurora means a loss of millions of dollars to the city. Michael Rayford, good morning to you, sir. It, good morning. Thanks for tuning in, my brother. It absolutely does, right? Because <clears throat> so many federal programs like your block grants and things like that that right. help us um, fill in the gaps in much needed social services or in needed like uh, resi- like community development services, right? So housing and things like that. Yep. Those are based on census numbers. So um, if like when you lose a share of population, it means that you lose percentage of uh, those dollars so that that is the um uh the the serious and sad note of the census whether it's an undercount which would be even worse right because an undercount would mean that we still have all those money people. on the table well and it means that we still have all those people living in the community who still need services right. uh and now fewer dollars to get those right. services into the hands of those people. All right, uh, it's eight fourteen. 
Moving on. What does gentrification look like? Oh, okay. Well, so one of the things that we <laughs> so this is tied to the census story. Oh, this is tied. It's all. It's all a thing. Alyssa O'Cone. Good morning. So um, the we're getting this census story. Basically, there was a huge data dump across the country last week with these census numbers, right? <gasps> and T-Mobile had a four hundred million person breach. Oh, I was I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no that's fine. We're going to talk about that though, because because I got T-Mobile. Uh, you got T-Mobile. See, I don't. I have. I have Xfinity. Yeah. Um. Fun fact that nobody seems to know Anybody is that anybody listening who has my text message, if you get something crazy from me, it's not me. They hacked the yeah, brother. Yeah. Yeah. If you're getting some yeah. some selfies and the <laughs> some three a.m. selfies, <laughs> definitely not from your host. Definitely from right. your host. Oh, um, so, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't know this, though. If you have Comcast, like, for your TV and Internet or whatever, you can go get, like, unlimited cell phone service from Xfinity for $40 a month. Oh, yeah. Fun yeah. fact, unlimited data, like, everything. It's great. And then if your mom, like, doesn't ever use her phone, you can buy by the gigabit. My mom pays $15 a month for her phone service. It's mm -hmm. great. So, anyway, that's your money-saving tip for the day. Nice. Um, but going back to... Uh, Gentrification. And data, yeah. and the data story, gentrification and the census story. So what uh, what we are seeing um, now from all of the data that came out from the census figures, because we had a sort of the broad level census figure numbers by like state and I think county a few months ago, but now we've got like by census tract, which is like your neighborhood, like a small portion of your neighborhood. Um, we can really see where people are moving and how they're moving and um, what and the New York Times had this really fascinating because they, they do an amazing work with um, uh, like graphical storytelling. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have this amazing map out that basically shows that just about all of America has gotten much, much more diverse. Right. For those like, of you who don't know, we are fans of the Times here. Lots of the information that we put out to you. A lot of Times it comes from there. I have my subscription. It's a my digital subscription. They have uh, and they do. They just do great work with like actually making uh, like charts and graphs and things that like make sense and are fascinating and you can. So, um, but they have this this great one that ex that demonstrates just how much uh, every almost every county in America is looking more diverse racially these mm -hmm. days. And there's a few things driving mm -hmm. that. Um, one is uh, uh, the probably the biggest one is that uh, younger generations tend to uh, date and marry and and thus procreate more across uh, racial lines. So scary button. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> but like so a lot of uh, younger kids are are generally mixed race, right? So that's like a huge uh, that's a huge driver of it. Um, right. But one of the uh, one of the things that became incredibly clear, though, is just how much, even though, like, on a county level, uh, we might still be more diverse um, on the, on the like, small scale, you still see um, clustering and very, very clear racial divides in certain, like, in, in cities and the patterns of cities. So what it was demonstrating is um, all of the major cities where, you know, back in the 70s, we had this massive white flight of 60s and 70s of, like, your grandparents moved out of the hood that they grew up in in Chicago, right, on the south side and fled for the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And now we're starting to see this concentration of white people in, like, the most expensive parts of, of like, the the um, clustering in the downtowns of cities mm -hmm. and pushing out uh, folks that, in, in areas that were historically black. So uh, the biggest example of this uh, is by far is New New Orleans, which was heavily influenced by the um, Hurricane Katrina. By, right by Hurricane Katrina. Right, fifteen years ago. Right, this is this is like the arc of how demographics work. Right, it's not an overnight. The trends that we are seeing now are the result of things that happened fifteen and twenty years ago. Right, but so uh, Katrina comes in, it wipes out all of the poor black people. Who who had didn't have homes anymore because they all collapsed and flooded, and then they all had to flee. They lost everything. They all moved to other cities, Houston and things like that, right? Uh, and it left this vacant hole that then uh, rich white folk kind of came in and were like, "Oh, this place isn't, isn't so bad anymore," and right. built all these giant. This you isn't know. a flood. This isn't a flooded this area. Is, yeah. This is lakefront property. Right. Exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah. Marketing. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, they're not looting. They're foraging. Yeah. So uh, what we're seeing in this is what's fascinating, because this has been a topic that has been, that we've talked about a lot on this show before, is what does gentrification actually look like? The time is 819. And I, and I think that one of the things that, one, one of the, what the demographics are starting to show is that it's, it's not one apartment building it's not one development right? right it's when you get these like uh massive shifts in a whole a whole like right. in an area right so now um, now case uh casildo casey cuevas uh has a statement right here he says mm -hmm. gentrification looks like downtown aurora where a certain populace is pushed out mostly minorities and low-income people unfortunately now i don't know about that and here's why Downtown Aurora was a ghost town with not much for the longest time. And what killed it was the mall coming. This is according to Ray Hole, who was downtown when it was bustling and mm -hmm. was instrumental in building, uh, or rather infrastructure around the mall. Um, that's what pulled a lot of the businesses out. I don't know if gentrification is applicable to downtown aurora because there's not nothing there i mean a chupacabra just came in they're puerto rican i th i think that so i don't i don't i don't know consider you my man but i don't know if that description fits for downtown aurora i i don't think that anyone any naperville resident will walk into downtown Aurora and be like mm, gentrification's really taken over in aurora right. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah seriously. uh i do think that Oh, new living quarters wise. All right, my, ah, man, my man. Now, there is definitely an argument to be made relative to housing. And I think that uh, housing in, so there's been a very strategic um, plan to bring more housing into downtown Aurora and to make that housing uh, more upscale i guess i i can't really fight that no, now yeah yeah that's that's true that's now true. at least relative to uh what it was prior right because if you went into the um uh stolp island tower the, the the real tall one the super big building right if you went into that building 15 20 years ago you'd be like "Ooh, oh this is a little rough uh right. <laughs> right? Uh. like it was a little rough back then um and you know now it's been redeveloped um and turned into much nicer places right, right that are as a result more expensive and so there certainly is a displacement happening there mm -hmm. now i i do think and this is now, do we want what was previously there uh, more than we want what is currently there? That's super debatable. I think what we want, and this speaks to a much bigger, broader issue, is that we want people of all racial backgrounds to be able to enjoy, and people of all economic backgrounds, and those things go hand in hand because for a lot of different reasons, to be able to enjoy a higher standard of living. And so our challenge in downtown Aurora and developing downtown Aurora is making sure that we have high quality housing that is also still accessible. Word up, that's, that's, that's and, word up. And so that's why when I, you know, when we've seen the luxury apartments and things like that, like that come in and there are incentives that the city is giving to bring them in, I say, great, I don't have a problem with that. The more people that we are bringing in that can, uh, you know, patronize our small businesses who are generally small, like mom and pop, businesses or people with a dream and not a lot of capital, right? The more people we have to support those businesses, the better. But what does, and, and we've talked about this before, but what I like, what would be great uh, and should be a first conversation it, when it comes to incentivizing developers is, okay, what units are you making available for people who are low income, right? What, yeah. How are you building a diversity of housing stock? So, because I think what you're seeing now, people being pushed from the downtown core into the neighbor, like the surrounding neighborhoods, right? Our neighborhood, like near east side, near west side, and you've got the older houses that have been divided up into a million little apartments that are right. of varying quality. Um, I can tell you that I 
I, I too have been a, a cheap landlady in the past of my own home, right? But Look, don't get the ethics department in here, <laughs> in here in our joint. Don't do that. Hold that like, down. Nah, don't. But like, <clears throat> so I, that is where the cheaper housing they go is. They're knocking the door. Like I heard y'all got. Yeah, no. I heard y'all got slumlords up in here. Oh no, my God. I am nah, such. Nah. I think uh, <laughs> any of my couch guys would tell you that I'm the nicest slumlord that they've ever lived with slash for. Um, um, but no. so there, there's certainly an argument to be made there. I do think that it's a major challenge, and I think that um, it's something that I, I, I would certainly like to see more affordable housing. Land, but in an integrated way. And right. that's what we're seeing with all the census data. I know you're trying to cut me off. I'm gonna, not going to let you for no, like you got, 10 no, more you seconds. Got, you got 30 seconds. So 30 thanks. Seconds. But that's what we're seeing with all the census data is we're seeing, seeing a concentration of wealth, uh, which then plays out in the race data too. Um, in these like downtowns and then other people being pushed out to the, the edges and what is healthy for communities uh, and for the nation as a whole is really developing neighborhoods that are integrated, right? So you've got a rich person living next to a poor person. Um, that's like, we don't, we have designed our country for the opposite of that. And we benefit from having more integrated communities. And in addition to integrated communities, I have to integrate our regular news uh, fine. with something that we like to call oh, man. MSNBC don't have better music than that. All right, check this out. L News. L News. We call it L News. L News. Las All right. <laughs> so here's the local stuff, you guys. Our friends of the Alive Center have a mentorship program going on right now. Friends of ours, Casey Chitwood, what is up, fellow Rotarian, and Addie Rubio. The purpose of the program is to create positive peer relationships between middle school students and upperclassmen by spending time together, trying new things, and discovering what makes them come alive. Both mentor and mentee will gain a greater sense of belonging and confidence. For more information or to apply, please visit alivecenter.org or email Jeff at alivecenter.org. That or shout out to Jeff. Word up. I don't um, know Jeff, but shout out to Jeff. I don't he's know him either, good, but he's you know, doing good work. He's doing a good <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That's right. <laughs> Jeff, holler at us. That's right. All right. Saturday the twenty eighth, um, from nine AM to eleven AM at Jake's Bagels, there's going to be coffee and conversation with State Representative Barbara Hernandez of the eighty yeah. third district. Fabulous. Once again, nine to eleven AM. And if you go to Jake's Bagels, whatever soup they got that day, get you a little bowl of that, sit back and But not the coffee. Relax. We've talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, the coffee is the wackest. The coffee. Jake's no. Some bagels. Big love. Much the, shout out. But the, the bagel sandwiches, the everything bagel with the with the egg and the cheese. Seriously, and the, like, the napkins money. are better than the coffee. So good. <laughs> it is just. Do something about that coffee. For real. Whew. Seriously. Because <laughs> I want to give you the, I want to tell people, right? You want to tell people to hold shebang. We but want, I wanna, you, we want the know, people to go. But right now we're going to Get the sandwich like, at Jake's and go to Treadwell for the yeah, coffee. Go just, Treadwell, yeah, go to Treadwell, go to Indira, go to Society 57. Right. Although if you're at Society 57, you got to get that. Breakfast sandwich, it's crack. Crack. It's crack um, sandwich, that's what we call it in our house. Mercado Artisanal, Oaxaca and Aurora at Casa Santa Maria, 314 East Downer Place. That's going to be on the 29th of August from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. Lots of uh, cultural and Latino representation, including ballet, folklorico, dancing. Great sponsors like Hookalita Tacos and Fiesta Master. Please come on out and take part in a great cultural event here in the city of Aurora. And also voting is open for culture stock. There is a state farm neighborhood grant that is open and they need all of your help and support with that vote. You can vote up to 10 times per day. Yeah. It's strongly encouraged to do so and support our friends and their quest to reestablish a community bookstore here in the city. The time is 8.28. Yes, because they used to have that space right there in the Vargas building. Where uh, Mora is now, right? Uh, well, it was, yeah. Yeah, because Mora's not even. Ah, uh, yeah, ain't nothing in there That right was now. a flash pan experience, too. You're uh, sitting out sure with was. the sexy drinks, and you got the kebabs, and now it's... I didn't, I never got the chance. It was, you know, for the week and a half that it was open to <laughs> go oh. back there. 
Now, to be fair, a pandemic hit, but also right. to be True. fair, a pandemic hit and plenty of other restaurants did stay open. Right. So none of the ones that got massive incentives. People were flying, people were frying bologna outside and slanging it. All right. All right. So. Um, and then last quick, uh, last quick community thing. There is a shredding event coming up. Safe, secure, and contactless hosted by the Kane County Teachers Credit Union and the Aurora Public Library. It's going to be Saturday, September 18th from 9 to 11 a.m. Now, you're probably wondering, why is she telling us about September stuff and it's still August? Look, it's about to be the end. It's about to be 2022 before you know it's it. It's true. Y'all better wake it up. Also, like, so uh, what happened was all of the event planners that normally had spring events this year were just like, mm, I don't know about that. And so they pushed everything to the fall. And so now everything's happening all at once. So right. you got to mark your calendars. You got to be strategic about Right. Um, now, fight identity theft and needless clutter at home by bringing your personal documents to the shredding events and have them properly shredded. Only paper materials will be accepted. Small paper clips and staples do not need to be removed, and shredding is accepted until the shred truck is full. And it's a big truck. And then the last little piece, actually, I, I do apologize, guys. Um, the uh, There's a new 21st century bookmobile. Ooh. In the works. Ooh. It's coming. Now do it's we, a, Do we have a place to park it? They didn't, they didn't give me that in the press release. <laughs> see, we Damn, built I got to go hike and holler at them. Yeah, um, see, we built this big library that didn't have a garage in it. Right. Oops. So uh, here's the thing now. Uh, fix that at some the, point. We, we need a new bookmobile. There is fundraising going on for this. Uh, folks, the Aurora Public Library Foundation has done a great job for many years keeping our students and people here in the city of Aurora uh Pleasantly, well happy, read, re well, well read, read yeah. informed, all of that, resourced, hooked up. What do you? Um, are you reading anything from the library right now? You got anything checked out? I don't, but I'm reading a great book called Boss by Mike Royko. Old school. It's an old that's school that, book. That's the classic. This for... is a great book. Yes. And I tell you, I tell you, if you want a, oof. We'll make a different episode on that. It's, it's a, a little, lot. It's a deep. That it's book, a little for anyone, anyone who's not familiar. It's like the classic book uh, on the daily. It's about my, yeah, it's about it's the, daily. It's the daily uh, machine. It's, it, it is, Yeah, so Mike Royko was a journalist for, for the trip, I think, sometimes. He was the Sun-Times. Sun-Times, yep. yeah, all right. Okay, very good. And uh, wrote the, like, um, you know, followed the administration. It was. So it's fascinating. Yeah. But, um, Alyssa Ocon, good morning. But anyway, uh, the bookmobile. bookmobile. Guys, I have more information coming about that, and uh, we'll give that to you. But there's a campaign going on for, uh, to uh, raise funds for a new bookmobile. This mm -hmm. is very much needed. So when you see the post coming, follow us on Instagram, too. A lot of stuff gets posted there with links. Um, when you see that post, please click on it. Get involved. And if you can chip in, please do so. The time is now 831 a.m. And go stop by your library and check out a book. Right. Seriously, yeah. get your read on. If you haven't done that, I've Because I'm tired of seeing these memes with bad spelling, grammar, yeah, punctuation. I'm you know, stop. Oof. All right. Um, you cannot, all your reading cannot be uh, uh, inspirational quotes on Instagram. Seriously. You gotta, you gotta dig in on something. Ugh. I've got, I've got two books out right now. What you reading? Reading a book called It's Not Always Depression uh, about uh, regulating emotions. Um, fascinating. Regulators! Yes. Mount up. It also was that. a clear black white. And the essential roomy. So, oh. yes. Mm, very cool. Mystic poetry. All right. Um, what's next? I don't know. You tell me. All right. Crap. I'll tell you what's next. Now, <laughs> I, I saw something that I really... We got to talk, you guys, because this the stuff is getting out of hand. Um... Well, let's start with some good news, and then I'll get to the part that really upsets jobless, me. Jobless claims? We're going to do, do jobless claims. All right. Jobless claims uh -oh. are at a all-time low right now. So, shouts out. Well, a pandemic, which seems like all-time. It's a, it's a right. pandemic low, right. right? So, they're a little lower before prior to the entire world falling apart. But now uh, that we have a new normal, we have a new normal baseline for what unemployment looks like. So, uh, Labor Department reported Thursday that jobless claims fell by uh, 29,000 people to uh, 348,000. So, that's first time jobless claims. That's people who are like filing like, right now. 
So, um, and the weekly pace of unemployment aid has fallen steadily since early January, basically. So that's that's a good thing, yeah. right? That's a good thing. That's clappable. That's clappable. We'll clap for that. We'll clap for more people uh, working. Uh, but what's fascinating? Oh uh, shit. Well, first of all, do you know anybody who's unemployed right now? Thinking. Oh, he's thinking. Yeah. I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't either. Do you guys know anybody who's unemployed? Like I anyone? Hope you don't, we've been giving jobs on this show. We've been telling you about links to, to like. Apply. Do you know, know anyone who's just sitting at home? Like, man, I've been trying, but like, I just can't get a job. Like, I'm applying everywhere, and I just can't get anything. I don't. I don't. That's what I'm saying. So here's here's where we've got a story about data versus the real world. So uh, what? Even though all of these applications are remaining really high and blah, 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 uh, there's what what the feds are also saying, and I'm trying to scroll to the part of the article where it's said but it's basically there are like they're like we there are unemployment claims, but also we they're not really reliable. Like the the figures that are coming out, basically we're kind of like scratching at the dark, and part of that was. if you remember, you remember at the beginning of the pandemic where, um, uh, for, first of all, everyone got unemployed at the same time. And so everyone was filing yeah. a bajillion claims. <laughs> yeah. And there were so many people filing claims that all the systems shut down and that, that. and that the state of Illinois was basically like it was just bureaucrats with paper and pencil going mm-hmm. like, uh, OK, tell me. I'll, I'll just write it down. Yeah. Right. Like people were quitting because they couldn't take it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like they couldn't they didn't have people who were quitting at the at the unemployment office. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Like um so that created a paperwork nightmare. That and then um that made it difficult and people were applying for unemployment for the same like claim multiple times because they couldn't get through the damn system, right? right? And, like and all this and it was like, well, if your last name starts with like M through K or whatever, or M, M through Z or whatever, then like you can't, like you can only apply on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like it got insane there. So, so that created this paperwork counting nightmare. Um, and, and so, and people were applying multiple times. And so the numbers even looked worse than, than they were. I mean, it was, it was undeniably bad, but it was even more, it looked even worse and more chaotic. Then on top of that, uh, you had the massive fraud that came through. Like, I think everybody, I don't know anyone who's an unemployed right now, but I do know myself and many other people who got a letter saying like, hey, we've denied your claim for unemployment. And I'm like, what claim for unemployment? I've been employed this whole time. So Mm -hmm. because people were stealing um, information or they were just trying to file they were basically just like, this person works here. Let's just try and file on their behalf and right. see if we can claim their unemployment, right? So maybe they got on it, like, odds are good they got unemployed. So um, uh, between the fraud and all the duplicate claims and the massive backlog of, that happened in every state because it was a whole country thing all at once, uh, all the numbers are just a hot mess. So we actually don't know, like, so the numbers are, they appear to be trending well. And I think it's fair to say that, like, the trends are still probably accurate, right? When they say unemployment fell, it probably fell, but we don't really know how much. And we don't really know what the actual picture of labor is in the the country at the moment. So, you know, it's also kind of messed up by a lot of people like the the whole labor force got this big shake up where you had people drop out of the labor force and be like no I'm not going back to work like forget that so in one where yeah, either they started they were you know young and had some time on their hands and had an idea and started a business or they're like uh older and got laid off and they you know there was just no way they were going to find work Uh, before they ended up in retirement anyway. So they ended up taking early retirement. A lot of that happened at the start of the pandemic. So especially because your older folks are more likely to have health conditions and reasons why they wouldn't want to go back into a a work environment. 
with a, a virus running around. Yeah, no, yeah, and a, bunch so, of, and a bunch of young people who are insisting on not wearing masks. Right, right. Uh, or older people who are insisting on not wearing masks. You know, Which anybody. Which is a perfect, perfect segue. We're segueing. Perfect segue. So unemployment getting better, but uh, also we also don't really know. Because, <laughs> folks, we got we to gotta talk. That's the story. We got to, yeah, we, thank you for that segue. We got to talk. We got to talk, you guys. Listen. Listen, on this show, if you guys can't tell, the overriding message and the energy is be cool. Just be cool. That's be cool. Like, do your thing, but be cool with other people. It cannot be that, yeah, well, we, we be cool. Are we dancing or something? We are. We get the, I just yeah. wanted to get it. Okay. Not a concern. There we go. How you guys doing at home? Hi. Yeah, you're tuning in. You're tuning in. You are tuning in. It's 839. So let's Look. talk about masks. Well, hold on, real quick. And being cool. Yeah, we're going to talk about masks being okay. cool. But listen, seriously. Stop using profanity against the 16-year-old checkout kid who's wrapping up your burrito because you're supposed to wear a mask. Just stop it. If you're 58 years old, stop using profanity and yelling and screaming against people who are your kids' age. This yeah. is this is so And vice versa. There's no, I mean, uh I think uh <laughs> We all did ourselves a disservice yeah. with the hey, bo- like the okay boomer meme. Uh, as <laughs> coming back to haunt us. Yeah. Uh, well, no. I just think like it. It just makes for a less gentle and le- less nice world, right? When we decide when we put anybody in any category according to their age or race or gender or anything else, right? Just like maybe just not stereotype everybody as being totally useless at their age. True. Um, now listen to this. Two DuPage County private schools mm-hmm. have been unrecognized by the state for defying uh, the recent mask mandate, and they join a surging number of Illinois public schools that are currently on probation for non-compliance. Listen, uh, these schools are among the latest to join all of these schools, and they're being slapped with sanctions. Bethany Lutheran School in Naperville and Lutheran School of St. Luke in Itasca on Thursday were listed as non-recognized for non-compliance with the mask mandate, and that's according to the ISBE, which is the Illinois State Board of Equi- or Education. Equity. Education. Right. Samesies. <laughs> or um, could be samesies. Yeah. Isn't. Yeah. Isn't. Synonymouses. <laughs> um, the state board listed a total of 36 public school districts and seven private schools as being sanctioned for this noncompliance with the governor's mask mandate, a jump of more than 30% the day before. At least one public school said that they, or advised ISB, that they will comply, and that was Timothy Christian up in Elmhurst, whose status was then uh, stored to recognized. Now, you may say, well, that doesn't sound bad, right? It's just a, it's just people expressing their... No, this is also in conjunction with deplorable scenes of violence, profanity, screaming, throwing bottles at school board meetings. The most dangerous place that you can be in the state of Illinois right now is not like nighttime on a street corner in Englewood. It's going to a school board meeting at like 7 o'clock on yeah, a Tuesday in night. In Yorkville. They had right. a protest in Yorkville with Woo! the mask. That was... Everywhere. That was sick. Everywhere right now. Like there, it's it's dev- like, it is devolving. Um, and... Uh, uh, you know, there's protests outside. There's people screaming and yelling, and like, it is just blowing up everywhere. And guys, now keep in mind. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, finish that. Finish this that. is where this finish is that. we were just saying, guys, just be cool. Right. Like nobody wants to wear a mask. Right. Nobody wants to send their kids to school in a mask. Right. We all want the thing to be done, but the thing gets done by wearing masks. So right. just like that's that's one of the things that slows the rate of transmission that allows us to like to the vaccines to get the opportunity to work and like fizzles out infections, right? Because the more the longer this thing drags on, the more the opportunity for more variants like Delta and Lambda and Omicron Pi and like I am proud to be a Phi Mu, by the way. And now like, mind you, now mind you, these uh the same people were protesting for these masks 
are the same people who were nowhere to be found during protests for racial justice. Time is now 8.43 a.m. and you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Do we know that? Yeah, we know that. I think that there are lots of people, and I don't want to, like, paint uh look i i like i think that we definitely i painted so if you, you want if you, if you got paint thinner, i think i'm gonna unpaint if you, if you got paint i'm gonna thinner, erase i'm gonna paint thin i'm gonna paint i'm gonna paint thin a little yeah, bit paint thin. because Go ahead. i ahead. think that uh there there's a common thread and so i can see where you're where like where that conclusion is coming from right is which is that uh, it, it's the threat of caring for other people, right? Caring for people who are not exact, like in the same, exactly the same group as you, right? Sure. Um, when it comes to wearing a mask, it, you do that to care for other people who are like medically vulnerable. When you go marching in the streets for social justice, uh, if for for black people, if you're white, it's for someone who's not like you, right? Um, so. Uh, I think that it's easy, and I think this is the thing that we're doing in our culture, is drawing these really broad strokes of being like, uh, if I don't agree with you on this one thing, probably I don't agree with you on anything else, and probably you're this bad person who's on the opposite side of everything, and I have no way of agreeing with you, or like no common ground with you. And I just want to like back that up a little bit and say, I think that there are plenty of people who, for one reason or another, um, have are... Uh, uh, misinformed or they uh, on on masks and vaccines and all of these things or they are um, maybe not misinformed but drawing different conclusions and that doesn't make them a bad person uh, it makes a, it may, throwing bottles at a school board meeting makes you a bad person and you shouldn't do it don't do that like you right. come back from that uh, but don't but like Having having strong opinions about a thing doesn't make you a bad person. Um, but I guess I just like I think that they're still there. I, I don't know that the circles of the Venn diagram uh, are are over I, like are fully overlapping on uh, not not big on social justice issues like and mask denying. I don't know that they fully overlap. I think that there's some overlap. Sure. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And, and rant. That's a that's a good perspective. Yeah, just because like it's like just because someone's racist doesn't mean they're sexist, right? And like, but there's probably an awful not, lot I, of flipping overlap was, there. There, I I would have and to, neither I'd one's have to good. See, I'd have to see a case of the otherwise. Right. I, they they Fair all enough. talk the same, right? Fair enough. It's like all of the people now who are talking about. Afghanistan, for example. Ooh. These are the same people. The same people who are telling you that we can't, we shouldn't take down Confederate statues. Hey, that's our history. Now they're worried about the women and children. Stop. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's just stop. You know that's that's just I I I feel like it. But I I mean it it, it demeans and belittles the actual tragedy that is unfolding that's what it which does. is significant exactly oh my god exactly if you've been watching there's i think there's a reason we're not getting real deep in afghanistan on this show which is that neither one of us is an expert to be able to say anything but on. stay tuned because we are going to have an expert come on we Ooh. i told you guys about that we, that's amazing elgin city councilman anthony ortiz combat marine veteran he lost 25 well in addition to his uh unit they lost 25 people in the Battle of Sanjin Valley in Afghanistan. We interviewed him last year. We're going to get him back on this back. show. You know why we do that? Because the real deal authentic. We don't, there's no speculation on this show. We got it for you. Ain't that right? Yeah, Let me hit the clap button for us. We sometimes speculate. That's Come mostly on. me. That shit. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, I think it's very to you. I think it's very easy for people to say too. Well, I don't know anything about Afghanistan, so I'm just gonna like kind of ignore that that sure. whole thing is happening, yep. and that's not okay either because of the humanitarian crisis that is unfolding there is just off the track. All right, Brenda Booth. Good morning to you, Nora Mohammed. Good morning to you again, sir. Good and also want to say good morning to dear friend of the show a couple dear friends of the show holy cow tia is here nicole astra is here oh my goodness we got Hi a lot guys. of people 
lot of people. And Semper Fi, Lisa Gofron, that is right, that is right. Instead of us speculating, we will just tell you the facts. We'll tell we'll just, you the facts. Yeah, we'll just have people who actually know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we'll get a guy who's actually been there Yeah. to, to do the talking for us. All right. Um, but so, I'll tell you what, if we ever go back to Nam, I'm here. I've got, there's, <laughs> there's my expertise right there. Uh, in a living there fashion, not oh in boy. combat, right? I was not in combat in okay. Vietnam. Yeah. No. But, like, but we... when I tell my old, like, Nam stories, uh, like, real young kids yeah. who don't have a sense of, like, math and history right. are like, whoa. I was like, yeah. I'm like, wow, how'd you come some... out looking so pretty? I'm like, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw some shit. Yeah, all this, <laughs> yeah, all this gun smoke in the morning. Oh, man. Uh, oh boy all right so uh let's keep going though let's, we got we yeah. got some more uh, uh got we more got things some more things about. we've got more things all right guys so what listen um now yesterday you may have noticed that the uh well did anybody know that aurora has an airport did you guys, <laughs> did you guys even know that did, did these people even know that uh no i don't think most people know that yeah aurora uh, has an airport well uh, and it's a it's 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 nice we got planes and stuff we got planes and stuff um and i think that that's like does uh, that might be one of the biggest jokes of like uh, of all of our like but. the biggest inside joke is like does, does anybody know that we have an airport because like any like uh, the the funny thing is, it's a charter. Like, it, if you have a lot of money and can take chartered flights to places, then you know that there's an airport here. But if you have a lot of money uh, and can take chartered flights to places, you probably don't live in downtown Aurora. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Nobody's like... getting a limo from like right. Benton and right. going to right. yeah. picking it up, taking it out to the airport. And I mean, some people are, but not right. not a whole lot. All right. But uh, listen to this, you guys. Carver Aero purchase of Lumen air at aurora municipal air for uh airport airport um so it was a day of celebration just yesterday for aviation in general and a specific day for celebration at this airport national aviation day uh provided the backdrop for the official sale of longtime fixed based operator lumen air aviation services to carver aero an iowa-based aviation service company that promised future major investment at the airport and both in the form of renovated facilities and brand new hangers uh what do you think about that Jeanette uh I did anybody know that we have an airport in a row <laughs> I'm still stuck on that how do I know <laughs> <laughs> no I think it's great I think uh yeah, investing in in it, it's actually a huge from an economic development perspective being so close to an airport is uh, a huge boon because it means that you don't have to fly into well so there's two other places right uh, obviously you could go into the city and you could go to you know like midway or, or o'hare and take like a flight right or the other option is dupage airport which is still pretty far out um from here if you're on the i-88 corridor or you're any points west of here having access to an airport that provides a lot of uh a, a lot of service for business ceos that uh, is actually it's a good selling point hmm. for developing the what's the last trip you took oh, I mean, yeah, it was pre-covid for sure i think it was costa rica it up. was my most recent um excursion but plane excursion which by the way uh here's the thing that you're all going to forget about uh when you finally get on a plane again is that turbulence is like increasing basically everywhere and the um because turbulence is caused by uh you know air temperature and pressure changes and things like right. that right uh and under pressure boom 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 yeah and remember how that whole like the globe is getting warmer thing is still going on in the midst of the pandemic and all of that that kept happening so that's not true that's a no that's, that's a damn aoc Great that's, New Deal, no, that's okay. communism. So look, <laughs> like, uh, you know, we can debate all day long about how it's happening and why, but you cannot debate that the globe is actually getting warmer. The climate always changes. It, the climate's been changing forever. That is that is a fact. That is true. Uh, I'm just saying what they say. That is technically true. I'm just, you so, know, that's, that's just what no, they say. No, but my flight into Costa Rica, I mean, already the, the airport uh, in uh san like san juan both san juan and liberia they're known for being tricky to fly into because there's like mountains and things and mm -hmm. there's tropical weather and it just gets like really oof that was a like uh, 
clenching the seat, like bouncy mm -hmm. sort of thing. So, so don't um, forget your motion sickness when you finally start flying again. Uh, and I hope you do. And I hope you wear your mask. And I hope you don't get duct taped to the seat. Um, <laughs> yeah, that uh, happened to that one lady. Uh, I love dude. It. I, th I thought it was like a dude. Was I don't know. Dude? I thought I don't it was know. a dude that duct taped a lady. I don't know. I like when you <laughs> when you fly, a be nice, be wear your mask, and see. Don't forget your. Um, motion sickness medication or whatever. right yeah so um so real quick guys we um uh nicole said that she st uh, knows some folks who are um unemployed there's still jobs i will tell them this uh tune in tune in here because we do get some jobs information apd kane county sheriff's yeah. office all kinds of stuff and you know one of the other things too that is certainly overlooked too in this pandemic is that people are not willing to risk their lives to go work for eight dollars an hour right. right right and so that's the other thing too the whole uh unemployment like there's there's a difference between uh employment and full employment right, right. Yep. So, good point. Yeah, because um, you can anyone can go and get a job right now. Flipping burgers anywhere that is not hard to come by. It's, like right, getting facts. a job, getting a job that can actually support a family with a, and not destroy your soul in the process. That is a much trickier. Yep. Uh, so the time is eight fifty four. We got a lot covered, but we didn't get evictions. evictions? Yeah, I wanted to do. You do I let's wanted, do. A, let's do. Let's get to that because that's. Y'all got a couple extra minutes to spend with us. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. Come on, let's shut do up. Let's yeah, do you this. do. Shut Where up. are you? Going? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, look. Uh, what's the point of a moratorium if all evictions are not covered? That's not mm -hmm. the. That's not the title of the article with which we'll put in the chat here momentarily. But that's what we're calling it. That's what we're calling it. <laughs> what's the point? Why are you calling it a moratorium? Just call it a maybeorium. A maybeorium. I just like made a... that up right now. <laughs> no, that's good. That was. It's a nice portmanteau. Ah, uh, I like which that. Portmanteau like was that. the word of the week last week. <laughs> yes, which is a word. It's a word made from two other words smushed together. Portmanteau. Um. So maybe torium. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe torium. Listen maybe to this. Um. This made me. You know, your host does not typically get. Perclumped. I I really don't. I really don't. I'm pretty a cool. I'm really a cool mellow dude all the time. But uh, this really upset a brother. Listen to this. On Wednesday morning, not going to say the name of the individual, was packing up his home. Mm -hmm. The man was moving his four children and invalid wife mm -hmm. into an extended stay motel because the DuPage County Sheriff's Department was scheduled to come at 9 a.m. to evict the family from their townhome on the Far East Side. The gentleman's behind on his rent, more than 18 months behind. And according to the court papers, a judge declared the eviction, which was filed earlier this year, go forward because the household was not covered under the government's moratorium order put in place and recently extended to keep those affected by the pandemic from losing their homes, which is why he's upset. COVID impacted his ability to earn, and he's not been able to remake money being an Uber and Lyft driver. Okay. Um, it wasn't just the fact the lockdown significantly hurt the rideshare industry greatly. His wife has been in and out of the hospital since March of last year due to kidney failure and eventually led to a heart valve replacement and ongoing dialysis. And even after the COVID-19 restrictions were lifted, he felt uncomfortable dealing so closely with people during the pandemic when he knew bringing home the virus to his wife could be fatal. Now, this is, listen to this, this is making me sick right here. And I know somebody who lives in this apartment complex, too. Prior to filing for an eviction, landlords must provide tenants with a declaration form that if they meet certain requirements, including loss of income or, quote, extraordinary out-of-pocket medical expenses, would allow them to be covered by the moratorium. The gentleman insists he filled it out and returned it to management, which is why months after he received his first January eviction notice, his case went to a judge who declared it was too late to stop the process. Aspen Place Management, I didn't mean to say the name, but I just did. Who cares? was told about the situation. And so with no safety net in place, as family members live on the West Coast, this gentleman will be paying $1,400 every two weeks to rent two motel rooms with his wife and kids, two sons in their 20s, one who is employed as a martial arts instructor, the other has a medical discharge from the Marines and is awaiting leg surgery. 
as well as an 18-year-old working at McDonald's and a high school student who took his freshman classes remotely last year but will be homeschooled to keep his wife as safe as possible. I don't know for the life of me what in the world is pull yourself up by your bootstraps about that. What's who and see that's the kind of thing that makes me like appreciate I won't say a governor but like a, an authority who can stop or make that call and everything like that. I'm sympathetic to the landlords who need to have money and be compensated and paid. But you know what? I do believe and I would lose votes running on this. I do believe that there comes a time and it's that time where the person, the individual, and the family takes way more precedence staying in their fucking house over money. Ooh, that's bomb. We don't cuss right. most, We don't curse much on this show. Yeah. I know this is a family show, but nobody. The kids are in school right now, so I'm just. Nah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm, I'm saying? Sure back. Yeah, the time is now eight fifty nine. So yeah. So here is my thought about this. First of all, yeah, uh, it's so this has been a challenging situation, and here it's it's a more like clear-cut like WTF story yeah. because of um you know you file all the paperwork and all this but um, beyond that you're talking about a management company as opposed to like you know like a bigger like uh you know uh complex you're, it's not like as a landlord of a uh, well of my own place but also like private property right, private landlords as opposed to a, the complex one per, you know a certainly. person who rents out their one like sure. this one extra you know place Absolutely. that they still have a mortgage on and is like that is a very that's a challenging situation it right is. Shop, and yes. uh that doesn't mean that you don't have grace like i know when i you know at the beginning of the pandemic when everybody got shut down i like let rent go for a while myself yeah, yeah, right uh, yeah. um but uh, uh, when you're talking about one, you know, so much housing is owned by these huge, like, private equity firm investors, right? With, with cash to a little bit of cash to, to burn, right? Yeah. Like, so that that speaks to the element of heartlessness in, in this. But I think the bigger thing, the thing that I want to to talk about is to shift the conversation a little bit more from the like immediate of this person um or this this kind of case and the the immediate moment of the sheriffs having to show up at the door and and move stuff out to the curb um and sh and like I want to back it up and I don't even want to back it up 18 months like pandemic wise I don't even want like I want to back it up like 18 years right, right. like I want to back it up and say where like the way that we have designed our economy uh, at this point or the way that we haven't designed it, but we've let it unravel mm -hmm. uh, is not like is not working for so many people. Right. Because you have a family that has uh, here that has massive medical issues that I'm sure are incredibly expensive. Uh, you have a family here that has, um, you know, probably no savings left at this point, right. right? Because otherwise they would have been able to pay their rent at least partially here exactly. and there, yep. right? Like, uh, and to have, and, um, you know, kids that are staying, that are still living at home, even though they're in their early 20s, because guess what? Kids can't launch anymore, right? Because right. housing is so expensive, right? And, and, um, so developing, like, it doesn't have to get this bad. No. We can develop, we can build economies that have stronger safety nets, that have safety nets that don't rely on, oh my God, this crazy pandemic thing happened. Everybody go fill out a form at your local state office and try to get like emergency assistance. Right. We can have a safety net that is stronger than that, that catches people way before it ever gets down to, to that. Right. right, exactly. So and uh, so, guys. Uh, the, that's the, my dream. The, the link, uh, the link to the article I just read from is in the chat. Please read it at your leisure. It also um, includes uh, several links too. If you were having problems with um, housing security right now, yep. where you can start. Um, and for those of you who who know your host personally in real life, you know that uh, housing is my industry literally it's a jam um, it so eviction help illinois if you need help 
Uh, Prairie State Legal Services, if you have any legal questions about the validity of your eviction per the CDC's moratorium that goes into the, uh, the October, the maybe torum that goes to October 3rd. That'll get you um, to another month. And yeah. for those of you who are local, uh, your local resource to help you is the Neighbor Project located at 32 South Broadway. The number mm-hmm. is 630-906-9400. Uh, it's 9.03 a.m. We will We're wrap wrapping it, up, it up, but I had to, I had to tell people that that's just, yeah. that's just not cool. That's not cool. Um, yeah. Subscribe to the show on Spotify, YouTube, become a patron. Our last patrons got mugs. That's right. That's Dan right. Barrero, Norma Peterson, they got mugs. That's right. And you get Cheers. a free mug. And you, you, get a mug. and you get a mug. You get a mug. And you get a mug. Oprah. You get a mug. You get a mug. You get a mug. It's just like Oprah. Yep. Except you have to give us money to do it, and it's not a car, it's a mug. Exactly. It's just like Oprah. <laughs> right. All right. Um, <laughs> Norma says, hope to see everybody at River Edge tonight. Great stuff going on here locally in our fantastic city. Lots of good stuff happening this weekend. You guys will go out there and have some fun. Get in contact with us at goodmorningaurorail at gmail.com or 331-256-7782. That's the voice number. Uh, Take care of yourself and each other. Adios, Aurora. I love these people.